چهار نموت ها Welcome to Trump the Water. It is day of moon and uh, watching, watching the charts, Euro USD. And uh, the narrative that I gave yesterday, I think is already broken. Maybe, maybe not. Um, if not, I would call this a turtle soup. But uh, there's a number of reasons this is a no-trade day. Number one is Monday. And so we know that Tuesday has a 70% chance of making the high or the low of the week. That means that wherever Tuesday hits, there's a 70% chance uh, that'll be it. And then it'll reverse from that point <clears throat> in the week. And from that point, the weekly range will expand. Uh, I don't know if that, that how important that is. I don't know if people can understand that. That Tuesday, there's a 70% chance that the high or low of the week will be made. So we uh, sold off over Asia and London aggressively last night. And so that uh, kind of took my narrative out. Unless we become bullish from this point, which would mean Monday made the low, which could happen. Uh, and that would be a turtle soup scenario that just played out. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think we're through moving down and retracing because uh, that low that was broken of... Um, there was actually... Uh, it was just by like, let's see, four or five pips. If you're looking on a 30-minute chart, you can see in this uh, last one, two, three, four periods of trading, if you have the divisions up on the chart, you can see those lows, and then you can see today we just kind of dipped down below them and then reversed in... New York, which we're in right now. And so that to me, on the one hour, we're below equilibrium. On the full, on the daily, we are right at equilibrium. On the four hour, we're right just above equilibrium. So given this, uh, the larger time frame is what matters. So I think it's likely that on the four hour and daily, we come down now that we've moved so aggressively over the last two sessions. I think it's likely that by Tuesday, we come down to around 1.124... Four fifty-ish, which is the eye of Gannon on the daily Fibonacci, anchored from low to high. We can uh, narrow that down on the four-hour, and we can say that uh, 
1.12, let's see, what's the high, this candle, not the high, the uh, um, close, 1.12438, so 1.1452 would be uh, taking into consideration the spread and such. Uh, that's what I would be looking for to hit by uh, by Wednesday morning. Um, if it breaks down below that very much, let's say it takes out the previous low, which is um, come on, show me MetaTrader. 1.12275 if it takes that out um, I'd be surprised but uh, not gonna write it off because the news for this week so Monday we got nothing today no trade no news no trade Tuesday there would be an exception in that is in the case it comes down to like a area of interest and hits it then of course we would take the trade at that point despite it being a Monday um, Tuesday 8.30 a.m. we have PPI core PPI for US dollar and uh, then Reserve Bank New Zealand Governor Orr speaks at 2 p.m. So that'll be interesting for NZDUSD to look at at 2 p.m. Tuesday. And then at 9 p.m. Uh, CNY retail sales not interested. So Wednesday, 2 a.m., we have CPI for pound. All right, now here's where it gets gets uh, interesting uh, 8.30 a.m. for CAD CPI common CPI median CPI trim CPI then for US dollar core retail sales retail sales Empire State Manufacturing Index all of that those are all medium and high impact all of that is happening at 8.30 a.m. Wednesday and it's followed by at 12 p.m. High Impact CAD BOC Governor Macklem speaks. 2 p.m. High Impact FOMC Economic Projections FOMC Statement. Federal Funds Rate FOMC Press Conference um, at 4.45 for New Zealand. It's just the whole day is filled with high impact news. So God knows what we're going to see uh, Wednesday. With all of that, I mean, um, I have no idea. This is going to be an interesting, interesting uh, week. And uh, if you follow FTMO's social media, they've got one of their recent videos is talking about how challenging uh, the month of December is for Forex traders. And me, I don't give a fuck. 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 Fuck. 
I don't give a fuck. Uh, my style is intraday, so I, I could care less about seasonal tendencies. I'm in and out before anybody knows what happened. In fact, I've already taken profit uh, for the week. In Asia session last night, I did not expect to take a trade. However, part of uh, trading is when you see something pouncing. You know, it's like you're a, a desert... A desert... <laughs> <laughs> a desert uh, some kind of desert animal <laughs> let's say you're one of those Egyptian wolves that we now know was Anubis's head and not the jackal one of those guys let's say you're one of those wolves and um, you see some food you know uh, even it's not, if it's not your regular hunting hours and some prey walks by and you're hungry, you're gonna pounce. So that's what it's like. Um, you're always watching. You're always watching for opportunities. And you can't be scared to take them outside of normal normal operating hours. It's not, you, you shouldn't be looking to do that. But when it happens, you should be able to uh, make good with the opportunity, which is what happened <clears throat> Excuse me. In Asia last night, I just looked like this looks very bearish. And so I think we took, let's see, there was a shit ton of pips offered. If I would have kept it open, it dropped over 60 pips, including London. But just in the Asian session, it dropped 25, over 25 pips. However, all I got, <coughs> um, I was just looking to make make some good real quick to give me a boost on this week. So I think it was like seven pips that I took, which put me up 1.6%, you know, and we don't usually get started till Wednesday. We're already up 1.6% on the week so um yeah that all that news is uh I'm moving the one hour fib I think we're gonna see some extraordinarily high manipulation and crazy movement and um, blowing out of stops uh, through those news catalysts. So, uh, I don't know. I was hoping to see uh, eager bullishness in my narrative that I gave last video. Eager bullishness in the week and to just move away from this area that if you look on the weekly, we've been hanging out here for one, two, three, three weeks since a big sell-off and we hit this area, we've been just kind of not really going anywhere in this range that uh, surround the 1.1300 level around the mid midway point of this range we've been hanging around on the weekly. 
So with that in consideration, seeing that on the on the daily, we're we're just above equilibrium. I mean, it's possible. I'm just looking at New York now, and a bullish candle is formed. So if if we continue to move up from this point, my narrative that I gave yesterday was correct. However, if I traded that, my stop would have been taken, and then what happened after that? That's what that's what I call a turtle soup. Takes the stop by five pips, moves away. Turtle soup usually happens in New York or uh, London. London close, and a lot of the times I'm trading turtle soups. Uh, that means you take a loss. Okay, the narrative, it wasn't wrong. It's just they're going to turtle soup. They're going to turtle soup. So I got to not be afraid and be able to jump right back in. However, because it's Monday, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not positive, and that five pips is not a very deep run on on stops so i just don't trust it with again with it being monday there can be a uh, a high level of deception when it comes to appearances monday they want you to participate and then come tuesday wednesday they're gonna mess you up bad So I love that. Just the we can't be certain about anything. However, there are patterns, weekly patterns. So we follow the templates rather than be caught up in the drama that's playing out. But we don't ignore the drama. We're informed by the drama, by the lives of the candlesticks. Do, 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 do. Now, right now, New York, this is, I think, London closed, just open, and we're about to hit 1.1300. And what happens at that point will be uh, very telling. Do we blow through it? Or do we hit it and then continue down? I can't believe all that news. Oh, man. Friday is the only day that doesn't have any high impact news once we get into uh, Tuesday. Tuesday just has that PPI, core PPI. And in a New Zealand news callus at two. So we'll be looking at those things tomorrow. Is there do we want to trade 830 AM? Probably will. And we'll be hell of a lot more informed by what happens between now, what we're seeing right now, and 830 tomorrow morning. So it's good. It's good not to trade. It's good just to like it's like tracking your prey. Um you're just watching. What's this motherfucker doing? I'm just gonna watch this motherfucker. <laughs> We're gonna get this motherfucker. We're gonna nail this. Headshot this motherfucker. 
I'm here on white. Perfect time. <laughs> oh, God. I was watching something. What was it? I think it was like a... Oh, I remember. I thought it was had something to do with GoldenEye for Nintendo 64. Uh, it does. It was from that team, and it was Time Splitters 2. Uh, I had that on GameCube. And I remember this. I've not played video games in years, but I'm kind of getting the bug, especially watching Arcus on Twitch, and then some of the more um, more um, I guess ridiculous forays into nostalgia that YouTube provides in these in-depth uh, evaluations and critiques and looks at histories. Uh, I like that what's emerging on YouTube with the, the video game culture and uh, its interest in history and retro games and stuff. Uh, so Time Splitters 2, I, I know games that they didn't get a lot of attention back in the day and it's nice to see them getting attention now and kind of respect like, yeah, this is a good game. You know, let's speed run this or let's whatever, like. And then one popular speedrunner speedruns it, then everybody else is going to be speedrunning it. And so I would love to do that, get into that into the future, because there's games that I owned that I don't see anybody playing. <laughs> and I don't have any pictures. I don't have like a journal of the games that I own. I owned a shit ton of Nintendo games. And I sold my entire collection years, probably over a decade ago. But uh, regret it? Absolutely, because it would be very valuable now. Secret of Mana, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I don't know the current prices, but uh, Gold Cart, Zelda's. Um, trying to think of some other really rare, rare offerings that I had. Uh, that are extraordinarily valuable now. I'd looked up prior. There are a lot of role-playing games on uh, the green era of Game Boy, the first generation Game Boy, which was almost like a decade long. Uh, there were several role-playing games that I love. I think one was called Gargoyle's Quest. There was also a NES version that I never played. It was sort of tied into Ghosts and Goblins. And uh, that's one I had. Capcom game. If I'm, if I'm remembering right, that was Capcom. I all remember the Konami code. Up, down, up, down, left, right. BA. Start, is that it? Or select start? Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. Is that it? The trash truck is here. If there was a trash truck game, that would be cool. <clears throat> like a 8-bit uh, trash truck game. Kind of like in the vein of Paperboy. That was an okay, playable, kind of fun game. One thing I found out about Kelly... Is her and her mom 
played Paperboy on Nintendo a lot, so I would like to surprise her uh, sometime. Maybe, I don't know. Not this Christmas. There's too much going on. But with a, a classic Nintendo, maybe refurbished, or maybe one of the redesigned Nintendos, which I had the redesigned Nintendo and Super Nintendo, did not like the redesigned controller. I don't know what I'd think of it now, but I didn't like it then. But anyway, that would be cool. I just discovered uh, Paperboy on 634. I saw uh, saw it on YouTube. It looks like an abomination. People talk about Superman 64 being bad. I've never played it. But Paperboy 64 looked like an absolute abomination. Yeah, uh, that candle that was looking bullish doesn't look so bullish. So we're just kind of hanging around. I don't really foresee much of anything uh, too too crazy happening today. And that's why I just was so... Uh, I didn't expect Asia to move as much as it did. That's why I was so quick to just snag those seven pips and run. Then I was like, damn it. <laughs> Once I saw it move down another... Like, 20 pips. <clears throat> Generally, you can expect Asia to create around a 20 pip range. So you can... 10 pips is a very good goal for trading <laughs> trading Asian range. Well, uh, behind me is my plaster work. These are the wax football guys that you've been seeing now coated in plaster. I'm going to have to give them another coat on the opposite side. And then they'll be submerged in some kind of container of uh, plaster and sand. And then that cooked out, the wax cooked out, leaving just the plaster cast, which... Aluminum will be poured into. I hope this will work out. <clears throat> it's got a relatively small pour hole. It's, it's a fairly small figure, wax figure in there, but I'm hoping it will not uh, create air bubbles or have needed an air vent. Uh, this is my first time through with this, you know, done one successful aluminum figure this was just a test and just nothing but playground sand I just wanted to see what it would cast like did not cast good uh, this is a failure it's supposed to say team lift and have a decorative design circular design here it just pretty much failed uh, which was expected this thing is thick as crap 
and heavy. So that owl that I'm going to pour, that'll probably be like seven or eight pounds of the 40 pounds of aluminum that I've ordered, which I'm still waiting on. It's just stuck in limbo with USPS in Pennsylvania. It's the last place it was known of. I'm going to have to contact the people at the New Unsolved Mysteries. Hello, yes, aluminum is, is missing. Aluminium. All right. Well, there's not much, not much going on today. So, uh, I suppose we'll continue with the plaster work and hope that the postman gets here today because, uh, other than that, we're definitely not going to be touching the charts anymore. I'm very pleased to now... Let me pull this up. We are now... Um, 117.7 pips have been captured for this month, seven of which were last night. And for the total, we've captured 226.5 pips since that deposit date of November 16th of this year. Still less than a month ago. That just blows me away. It really does. That is consistency. Like, <laughs> for the very first time, like after looking at my Robin Hood and it showed me the sign up date, which was around three years ago. So that tells me this has been, even though it seems like going on about five years, it seems like. But in reality, this has been a three-year journey. And it's just now seeming to me to have come to a place of consistent profitability. Consistent and profitable. Like, way more profitable than I expected. Like, my mentor... ICT had given us an idea of what to expect with returns and I had a hard time believing him like I it was like that's no way he's just selling his course you know no everything he said has been true it's just taken me a long time uh, to find it out for myself because I'm that type. I had to go see it myself. And that's why it took me longer to come to this uh, profitable consistency. I, I think it's about an average time. I hear three to four years to get past the learning curve uh, to becoming a professional, consistent trader. <clears throat> 
So I'm happy if I arrive there in three years instead of four. Uh, the next few months will uh, show us if that's true or not true. I mean, I can't really brag too much. This only being uh, <laughs> less than a month out. But still, um, it's been so good. And in such a difficult month to trade. Like, I think we finally got it. That's all. I just, I just, uh, really tickled. It makes me really happy because, like I've said for the longest time, I was starting to lose faith a little bit sometimes. And that's a scary thing when you, like, lose hope in your dream. And what you're pursuing, um, that's terrifying. <clears throat> so I guess if, if you're dreaming, you have to make sure that the dream matches up with reality. Can you actually manifest it? And how? How to begin immediately? Like get it out of... the uh, unformed world into the material world and make it real. Because I, I've worked with people and known people that have never done that. They live off in this false world of idealism uh, that they can't attain to and never will. It'll never be reality. And so they just kind of settle for the lie of idealism. It's kind of like a life denial, denial of life. Jung called idealism an addiction uh, that was as equally uh, destructive as alcohol or heroin or anything else that uh, is a destructive addiction <laughs> and I didn't really understand that at first until uh, you know jumping on the magical path myself and then I began to understand um, what idealism was in my life and what was kind of yoked on me at childhood this ideal template of idealism was like placed on me like a burden and the whole magical process is uh, coming out of that and becoming who you are who you are not who other people want you to be not uh, who your pastor wants you to be not who your spouse wants you to be, not who your parents want you to be, not who your siblings want you to be, just who you are. I think, who was it that said, uh, I think it was Jung as well, he said, if you don't know who you are, the world will tell you. 
All right. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and stare at this thing anymore. I'm closing it down for the day. We're totally flat and we're up 1.61% for the week. And I'm going to keep it that way. And these are scary news catalysts coming up. Uh, should, should be nothing crazy happen Tuesday. Wednesday and Thursday look scary on the news. They look scary. <laughs> so that means, you know, have a fib up on a larger time frame. And during the times of those news catalysts, wait for it to hit. here I better go get the trash before the neighbor brings our trash can over here he uses it as an excuse to like look in the windows and stuff I gotta go <laughs> welcome to suburbia <laughs>